You're listening to Coming Out and Beyond, LGBTQIA plus stories, a podcast that celebrates the wisdom, courage, experience, and joy of individuals in the queer community. Every week, we feature a guest who has a remarkable story to tell about their coming out and the life they've lived beyond. Now here's your host, Anne-Marie Zanzel. Hi, this is Amory Zanzel here, and welcome back to the last episode of 2024 of Coming Out and Beyond. And I am so excited today because my conversation partner is Barb Rolinson, the producer hey. of this show. Hey, Barb, how are you? Hey, Amory. Wow, uh, we have accomplished a lot this year. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And so, Barb and I have decided that we really want to talk about some of the highlights of the episodes that we've had in the last year. So if you haven't had an opportunity to to listen to all of them, we're going to point you in the right direction for uh, who you should listen to, because we have had some amazing guests this year. Emery, this is like Sophie's Choice. This is not fair. (laughs) (laughs) I get to I get to edit every single one of these podcasts. I think there's right. 40 or so this year, maybe well, more? Well, we had, um, we did every week. And mm-hmm. so we've had 60 this year because we did four in February. Remember? You oh, and yeah. Did, right. uh, we did, a, we uh, we love you for Valentine's Day. Yes. And we, did four va- we did four podcasts. So this has been our most prolific year ever. <laughs> and when we get a little later in this conversation, you know, we did a second podcast this year called Queer Business Success. Mm-hmm. So Barb, and and also towards the end when she couldn't do any more, my wife Tonda, who started editing the podcast. I'm like, please, please get out. I think, <laughs> I think this year we have put out um probably a hundred plus podcasts, which oh, I think sure. is amazing because um we also did the podcast for queer business success, yes, our yes. second um, podcast that we have started for the LGBTQIA plus community. Mm-hmm. So Barb, raise your hand, put it over your back. And we did it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that um, is, that just brings my heart joy because yeah. especially for, I mean, I love coming out and beyond. Obviously it's your flagship podcast. It tells amazing stories of people who have done amazing things with their lives um, since coming out, but queer business, queer business success. Um, like it really celebrates queer business owners and mm-hmm. gives them the visibility that they might not otherwise get. Yes. And I, and that's why I love it. I think it's just such a brilliant project and people are lining up to be on that podcast, which is like so exciting. We are having a lot of people on that podcast. So if you have, and what was really cool is that we launched that podcast in September and we got 45 five-star reviews, which I am so incredibly proud of the work we did to get those reviews. And Hey, by the way, if you love coming out and beyond, and it's something that you listen to every week, can you please go give us some reviews on Apple? It'd be really amazing if you did that because, um, we want this word to get out that we have this podcast 
for people coming out later in life, but actually people that are just in the queer community. Some of our guests have come out later in life. Some of them haven't, but we everybody tells their coming out story because yes, there's a coming out story. And yes, there is a beyond. So absolutely. Talk- and I just have to say, and we could cut this out if you want, but so as the kids say, smash that like button. smash that subscribe button and I subscribe to it so of course you know when I'm in the car and I'm driving and I'm listening to podcasts and when you finish listening to a podcast that rolls over to the next one you subscribe to so quite Mm -hmm. frequently I'm driving along and then I hear my own voice pop up on the radio (laughs) because I do the (laughs) intro and I'm like this is so weird (laughs) it is weird and you know what's really weird for me is that because people listen to this podcast and as you know as everyone you know, as I do each one, I sprinkle a little bit about my own life in that people come up to me like, and meet me for the first time and they know all about me. (laughs) And that sort of freaks me out a little bit, but that's okay. That's the price of visibility, right? You know, that's right. So let's talk about some of your most, what some, what were were some of your favorite podcasts this year from coming out and beyond? No, no fair. That is such a hard question. (laughs) (laughs) It is such a hard question. I edit every one of them. And when I, when I email all of the podcast guests to say, Hey, you know, your, your podcast episode is dropping this week. Um, for pretty much all of them, I say, I really enjoyed editing this podcast and thank you so yeah. much. And I genuinely mean it every time mm-hmm. it, your, your guests are so good and, um, they really, you know, share very transparently with you, mm-hmm. which is, um, I mean, a testament to your interviewing skills as well. I think, thank you. Thank um, you. you know, that people feel comfortable enough to, to share such, um, intimate and like, you know or maybe a little more hidden corners of their real lives. Well, I so, think that's because like my background is in chaplaincy. And so yeah. I've been trained to listen to people. Yeah. And I think one of the things that people do in podcasts, some of the mistakes they made is they talk about, they over they they overrun their guests. So they have somebody mm-hmm. on the show and then the host spends most of the time talking. Right. And so one of the things that I really try to do, and you know, I don't do it perfectly. It's a practice. Sometimes I can't yeah. talk too much, but one of the things I like to do is give my guests space to speak. Yes. So I just keep my mouth shut and I listen. Mm-hmm. And if you give yeah. people enough room, they will be able to share their story if you keep interrupting them and Mm -hmm. sharing all of your own then they just feel less and less comfortable um for my other podcast queer business success uh my first guest was krista supin who is uh excuse me i said the last name wrong supan uh she's the owner of the lipstick lounge here in nashville and after we got done she um, texted me and said, oh my God, that's the best interview I've ever done in my life. Aww. That made me feel so comfortable. And that's I was awesome. really, really touched that she said that because Krista has one of the last remaining lesbian bars of those mm-hmm. four that are opening up, but it is an institution in the queer community here in Nashville. And mm-hmm. so to have Krista say that to me felt really, really nice. So I really appreciated that. Well, but- and Krista's story was such a testament to to her staying power as yes. a business owner. I mean, she's been in business for what? 30, 20 plus years, yeah, 20 yeah, plus 20 years, 30 yeah. years mm-hmm. and has uh, had a, a bar and restaurant business that survived COVID. I mean, really well, her, their resiliency is remarkable. Well, 
this is the thing is that in 2020 of March, 2020, Nashville had a, a tornado and it hit her building. So she had a tornado and then they shut down to, for COVID two weeks later. Mm -hmm. And she kept this restaurant open, restaurant bar open, which is amazing and paid her staff through COVID, which yeah. I mean, we did he have EIDL here in the United States, but she applied for it. She got it for her staff mm -hmm. and everything like that. And mm -hmm. so to keep a lesbian bar open, because you know, lesbians just want to go home and watch TV for 20 years. <laughs> yeah. Although it's worth making the trip to the lipstick lounge. I got to say. Yes. Barb came here last a couple weeks ago for the first yeah. time. Yeah. And, and well, no, not first time she's gone to the lipstick lounge, not to Nashville. And she had a great time. So surely yeah. did. It is worth yeah. the trip. Please go visit the lipstick lounge. If you are so inclined to have a good time, listen to live music and everything about it was just so, so fun. And I think that episode in particularly has a good message for, for business owners. Um, right about and, how to how to how to run your business with care mm -hmm. and love for your staff too she really loves her staff absolutely and that's the first episode of queer business success and that was my bad i should have waited and talked about that one later but we were somehow on the subject so let's talk about coming out beyond Hey, Emery Zanzel and Barb Rollinson here. We are so excited to invite you to our upcoming workshop in January of 2024. This is all about things that you absolutely must know before you come out later in life. And it's for women who are cis or trans or non-binary people who are comfortable in women's spaces. If you'd like to find more out more about it, you can go to comingoutsupport.net. It will be held January 8th through 12 at 12 p.m. Central Time, and it will be recorded. So if you can't come at 12 p.m., you can listen to it later. So go to comingoutsupport.net to find out all the information you need to know. You know, one of my favorite episodes was um, with Hannah. So Hannah, mm. it was episode number uh, 10 in season yes. four. So if you are somebody who is unfamiliar with conservative evangelical Christianity, you really should listen to Hannah's story because mm -hmm. Hannah moved from, um, you know, being fully bought in to that life yeah. of evangelical Christian wife, um, did a lot of work within the church you know, even prayed the gay away with some people mm -hmm. and her journey from evangelical, conservative evangelical Christianity um, to coming out as a lesbian was a very, very powerful story. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. And uh, really gives you an appreciation for how much courage mm -hmm. that it takes to emerge from a conservative faith tradition. Well, and also too, what really struck me is, you know, I never, you know, I know a lot, I mean, I'm a minister, so I know a lot about conservative faith traditions, but what really struck me about Hannah's story was the oppression of women mm -hmm. and, and how much the responsibility of everything falls on women. So yeah. if your husband isn't happy, it's your fault. It's your fault. You, yeah. you know, you're not being a um, a good enough wife. And so it began, you know, and and the story of conservative Christianity 
although a lot of us are not conservative Christians anymore, the story of conservative Christianity has deep roots in the world because the way those churches still speak is how we spoke hundreds of years ago in all churches. So everything or all synagogues, everything, you know, is the woman's fault. You know, original mm -hmm. sin is the woman's fault. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Eve yeah. gave Adam the apple. Somehow, you know, Adam's not responsible, but, but, you know, Eve gave him the apple. Yeah. She, she must've made him eat it. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. That's like, all her fault. So. And now all of us women have to pay for it for all time. Yeah. Okay. Great. <laughs> well, you know what, if we're, we're going to talk about that one side of, of, spirituality and faith and and religion that let's let's talk about the other side of it and flip over to linda moore's uh episode mm -hmm. because i really learned a lot about spirituality and it's way on the other end of the spectrum of what hannah experienced right 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 and um, but linda grew up in a conservative faith tradition as well, well. she did she grew up in the brethren which, mm -hmm. and in a couple other ones too. And those were very conservative um, uh, religious traditions. And honestly, with our later in life community, about 80% of them have come out of some conservative yeah. faith tradition. Because again, it oppresses women and then obviously oppresses queer people as well. Oh, for so, sure. Yeah. For and sure. so what did you like about Linda's? Podcast? Well, I really learned something as somebody who, you know, has never really um, gone to the side of the woo woo, <laughs> as we say. Mm -hmm. um, I, I really feel like I learned something about um, the nature of the spirituality and the modalities that she practices with mm -hmm. energy healing and how she's really drawn to that. And of course, I've had the pleasure of meeting Linda in person now. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I I, I never put a lot of stock into it, but now that I have met her and I've experienced some of directly some of her energy healing um, techniques, I mean, it, it really is very impactful. So mm -hmm. um, it just opened up a door of curiosity for mm -hmm. me that I'm willing to explore a little bit further. Mm -hmm. um, another favorite episode of mine is that we had two lesbian we had two episodes devoted to lesbian couples therapy mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. we had linda and lisa who owns the lesbian yeah. couple uh institute and they were on episode 15 and then mm -hmm. we also had dr robin saison who was episode 27 who also talked about lesbian couples because there are very special needs for lesbian cult couples and did you like those episodes barb Oh, I absolutely did. And something that I liked about it, like, yes, there are certain truths that I think that are unique to lesbian relationships. But I also think that there are like tropes that aren't necessarily rooted in reality, or maybe only partially rooted in reality, that we just make assumptions about um, lesbian couples. And, and um, they were good at sort of, you know, um, speaking to those and saying why these things aren't true um mm -hmm. really i mean relations a lot of on a lot of levels relationships are relationships right right like like love is love and relationships are relationships and just because like one thing you know that always gets me is um talk about like lesbian bed death mm -hmm. and it's like why do we have a special term for this because i think straight people just call it being tired <laughs> well and it's also like um 
there's also something like that they say that lesbians get more attached. In fact, it's like there's something wrong the way lesbian couples are attached to each other and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And you know, do you know how many do you know how many straight couples I know that have bed death and sleep in separate rooms and stuff like that? But we and get attached lesb- quickly. Yeah, and get attached quickly too. But yeah, oh, yeah. But because lesbians, because they're two women and are seen as less than mm-hmm. together, that is one of the reasons why we get like U-hauling, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, um, in the lesbian community, if you're new to this, U-hauling is that women, two women, tend to move in together quickly. Yeah, but yes. the reality is, lots of people move in together quickly. And also there is also a real patriarchal economic reason why two women move in together. And that is because women don't make as much money as men. And so a lot of times when you've been dating somebody a month or two and you're like, hey, we're both struggling to survive having an apartment by ourselves, maybe we should move in and combine incomes, you know? And it's sometimes it's a purely economic reason why people put their, you know, move their relationship faster along than um, people that have more resources, you know? I absolutely believe that if you were to do a study between lesbians who moved in together and the timing of it and a study of people who are maybe economically disadvantaged in Mm -hmm. straight couples, you're going to find pretty comparable rates of um, timing. Yes, and moving in together. I, I, I really believe that. I don't know if such a study exists, but that is my belief. Well, they don't study lesbians. So. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a whole nother issue. So um, Barb, I really, I remember we had two episodes featuring Reverend Leela uh, Sinha oh, on yeah. our um, podcast this year. And that was episodes 15 and 16. Mm-hmm. And I know that really impacted you a lot. Would you like to talk about that a little bit? Oh, yeah. I mean, this, um, there's spirituality. Um I mean, there were so many topics covered within those two mm-hmm. episodes. It was really, um, there was so much ground covered and I really felt like they addressed these um, questions of, first of all, their their background in, in the church of was it the universal. Yes, Unitarian Universal. Unitarian Universal. Mm-hmm. And um, like that was completely fascinating. I almost feel like, Leela should be a case study. <laughs> yes, <laughs> because they had such a, a um, like a different it, it upbringing such, and and really specific to a place in time. Yes, absolutely. I think where there were programs that were really directed towards raising young people with a much broader perspective and a much more inclusive perspective on life. So well, that was really fascinating to me. Well, what blew me away is that. Um, that she's a Unitarian Universalist. Mm -hmm. Um, She grew up in Connecticut, you know, and I'm from Connecticut as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, she told me that the Unitarian Universalists in the 1970s had an inclusive program for their youth, which talked about homosexuality, talked about being gay. Um, And I just wonder, like, if I had gotten messages like that when I was younger, you know, what my life would have been like, that it was okay, and you need to go and explore this. And, and that was one of some of the messages that Leela got. And Mm -hmm. um, 
I just was sort of, I was really, really surprised about the historical fact of the UU church being very, very inclusive and also being very um, affirming of queer mm -hmm. relationships and queer people. And mm -hmm. so Barb and I want to give you a toast, the UU church for being ahead of the curve. Yes, I really, absolutely. really do. And what yeah. an impact it made on their life too. I mean, um, clearly things that they learned during that very formative period, mm -hmm. um, tr like they carried it with them throughout their entire life experiences and gave them a sense of, I think, confidence because of course, Leela works with, you know, people who are maybe considered to be very strong-minded mm -hmm. um, or, or maybe even difficult and um, coaching those people to um, in leadership mm -hmm. and saying, you're not too much. Mm -hmm. um, you know, your strong mindedness is an asset. It is not a liability. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, having such a, an upbringing, which encouraged individual individuality, which encouraged um, difference and saying it's okay to be different. Mm -hmm. And they carried that through, through their entire lives. So that, I think that speaks volumes to um, the importance of, you know, how we raise young people. Absolutely. And speaking of young people, two of my favorite episodes were uh, people who do the same work. Um, John Sobek, he was wow. in season four, episode 18, and he has written a book about how to help your LGBTQ uh, youth when they come out. It's yeah. called Coming, it's something it's coming out and beyond, I think, is in the title of the book. Yes, that's yeah. right. You guys have shared a title hey, John, a little bit. You stole my title. <laughs> um, but, um, I really, first of all, John is a wealth of information. Yes. Um, he has been working and he's also has a lot of credentials. Like I remember when I was reading his bio in the beginning of the show, it just went on and on and on yes. and on. And yeah, John is very a, credentialed. Yeah. John is a therapist and he helps LGBTQ youth come out. And mm -hmm. um, I was just really amazed by his work and also mm -hmm. um, so many of the things, he taught me some things. So for example, mm -hmm. you know, in our later in life with community, we always talk about our second adolescence, right? Mm -hmm. and, and my argument is that's actually a first because we haven't had a first, we didn't have the first episode, adolescence the first time around. We because could argue that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Many of us were just trying to fit in and you know, we, and you know, a lot of us laugh and talk about how we just didn't understand why our friends were so crazy about boys, you know, and things yeah. like that. Yeah. And, um, and John's actually told me that there has been studies that talk about when people come out later in life, it's a documented thing. They have, they go through what is called a adolescent period and where you make yeah. a lot of decisions based on all the wonderful feelings going on in your body versus all the logical feelings that are going in your mind. And both Barb and I have testify, testify, testify. Yeah, we can. <laughs> We've had our adolescent period. Now it doesn't run for like three or four years like it does when you're a teenager. It's more right. like a year, yeah. um, but yeah. it is a powerful thing. For sure. And I agree. I learned a lot from John. Um, and I also think it is a very, very good episode to listen to if you ever want to write a book. 
Mm -hmm. He gives so much good information about the process of writing a book because he was promoting his book, right? Mm -hmm. um, and and things that you you might not ever consider or like even think of when mm -hmm. you're on the outset of the process of of writing a book. So um, if you are somebody who aspires to be an author, um, I would listen to to John's episodes for sure. Absolutely. And so this is one of the things of, of the universe works in a very uh, interesting way. So I don't know if I've told you this or not, but so John and I were talking after the podcast, you know, he said, oh, I lived in Nashville uh, for a while. And I said, oh, what did you do? And of course, you know, he's a gay man. He was a theater guy. And, of course. Okay. <laughs> And so he worked at Opryland as a performer at Opryland here in Nashville. Okay. And I noticed he was the same age, about the same age range. And I said, do you know, do you know, Mark Smith? Now, Mark Smith is my wife's cousin and he's, he's also a gay man and he worked at Opryland. Guess what? John no. are really good friends. <laughs> live in California now, they still keep each other in touch with each other. And oh. right after the episode, I texted Mark, John texted Mark, Mark texted me back. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, I write, you know, I interviewed a friend of yours from their growing up days when they were both here in their early 20s in Nashville working at Opryland. So oh. it was like such an instant connection with John. And he said, you know, he's married to his husband. And yeah. they live um, very close to LA. I, I can't remember where. I think it's Pasadena. And um, he said, next time you come to see Mark, you can text me and we'll go out to dinner. Oh, so, I love yeah. that. So not only do you have a, you, you uh, had an awesome podcast guest, but you made a new friend. I love yeah, that. Yeah, I made a new friend, which is oh, nice. That's and so then, cool. And then the next person on our show was Jennifer Boudry, and she works with parents who yes. are coming out later, whose kids, excuse me, she works with parents whose kids have come out because a mm -hmm. lot of times parents struggle with this information, whether their kids are gay or they're trans. Um, she helps parents navigate this. And Jennifer is just such a loving and kind mm -hmm. woman. She is a fierce ally. Yes. And she has two queer kids. And yes. so she helps other you know, parents accept their queer children. And so I really loved um, that episode and getting to talk um, with uh, Jennifer. And also, you know, I do business coaching now. And so Jennifer's one of my clients. Oh, amazing. So, yeah. So Jennifer became one of my clients and mm. started working with me through Purposeful Empowerment, which is my business coaching program. And we're helping her. She's actually going to be, um, she's in the process of uh, setting up a website called, um, what is it going to be called? It's going to be, oh, Queer Camp Fair. And so she is getting all the summer camps that are open and affirming to queer children so parents can have a resource and see where it's good to send their queer kid. Oh, That will be completely free. Oh, to that. That's what Jennifer, I mean, I, Barb has a trans daughter, so I'm sure back in the day you would have loved to have a, a resource. Oh my gosh. And you see, this is why, this is a, a thing that I love about the podcast too, because- mm -hmm. You, you know, you are inclusive of allies. And mm -hmm. this is a really great example mm -hmm. of allyship and what mm -hmm. it should look like. And I'm so delighted to hear that she's in your coaching program because this kind of work is really 
badly needed in a climate where trans people are like the straw man and yeah. taking a beating um, for uh, being, you know, the, the menace to society, which of course they are not, and um, diverting people from real issues. And uh, we really need safe spaces more than ever uh, for trans people in general, but for trans youth. Absolutely. Like, so, such important work. So I'm so glad she's working with you um, to be able to accelerate her business so that she can get it rolling faster because we need it. So interestingly, our most popular episodes were with Cassandra Jones. Oh, it's yes. <laughs> it's almost like, you know, taking the Playboy and reading it in the closet. <laughs> But our most downloaded episodes were with yeah. Cassandra Jones because Cassandra is a coach. Uh, she coaches people who are are living uh, who are polyamorous, yeah. and she helps them to define ethical boundaries and stuff like that. And so that episode was po uh, popular. People were like, "Oh, this is so needed because you know I need help to do this. I'm not sure how to do this." Mm -hmm. And so that was a great episode. And but then as uh, Cassandra and I started talking, I realized she also was started talking a lot about kink. And um, I was like, "Well, I've never had anybody on the podcast before that Let's just do discussed kink." And so Cassandra came on in that episode and we've got, that's probably our most downloaded episode. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, people are genuinely interested sure. and nobody and they, talks about it. Well, and they're curious, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, I know I learned, I learned yeah. because, I, you know, I'm, I'm not a polyamorous person and I'm not a part of the kink community, but um, I think what I, my takeaway from those episodes were just how, um, how much ethics are involved, right? And how ethically, um, like ethics are sort of at the at the root of being a participant in these kinds mm. of relationships, and um, you know, talking about consent, um, good communication, um, establishing boundaries, and um, how empowering, um, you know, like especially with the kink episode, is like how empowering it is for people. So. Um, you know, although it's not my cup of tea, mm -hmm. um, I really, I, I think, it, I think what she, Cassandra did was really help to destigmatize um, kink community. And, right. And also just really serve to inform us and educate us uh, mm -hmm. about polyamory and what that really is and what it looks like and what it is not. And same for the kink community. So I really appreciated that from her. You know, and it was also, um, she, you know, she confirmed my suspicions. Mm -hmm. um, I was always uh, like, she was very, she it, we talked about it on the episode is that if you're in a marriage that is not work, working out for you, polyamory is not the solution. <laughs> Yes. Talked a lot about how sometimes people start to practice polyamory in an effort to save something and, you know, or either have an open relationship. And that is not it. It she, you know, basically she was, I always believe this, but she was like, it's not going to work. You know, mm -hmm. people have to, I often find that if you're in a monogamous relationship and you move to polyamory, 
that's just really a temporary thing. Yeah. Um, and she really confirmed that. And there actually, I can't remember the word, but she even called it, she had a phrase for it. Yes. There are people that um, go to polyamory because they think it's going to save their marriage. And yeah. she's like, it, and that is also problematic for people who are truly polyamorous. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, and again, I think that someone who's truly polyamorous can spot um, couples that are like that. Like, you know, mm-hmm. Barb and I are lesbians. So we always joke about people, um, you know, looking for the unicorn, which is right. when straight couples like are like on either on dating apps or come into lipstick lounge, you can spot them a mile away. Mm-hmm. And they are looking for that lesbian that will sleep with a man and a woman right. together. So I think people who are ethical practitioners of polyamory know when somebody is looking to just either have an experience, a sexual experience, or are looking to try to save their marriage or something Mm -hmm. like that. And so, um, you know, I was really happy that Cassandra, who is a licensed therapist and Mm -hmm. has her master's in um, therapy, you know, really confirmed that for me. Oh, for sure. And I, I think, you know, it really points our minds to the idea that polyamory is an orientation. Mm-hmm. It this is an is- orientation. And yeah. after talking to Sandra, I totally believe that. And also Leela, Leela practices um, polyamory as well. Mm-hmm. And after having them on my show, it is an orientation. It is not my, I'm so monogamous that like, I, it's not my orientation, but for some people it is. And, mm-hmm. you know, I like, it is not my journey. I, I'm not, you know, it's not something I'm going to practice, but if that is your orientation, you should be able to practice. You should be able to have your journey through life. However it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so um, in the beginning of the year, I mean, in the middle of the year, we launched a new podcast. <laughs> Did I did. <laughs> before we go, is there any other episodes you want to mention or are you good? Um, one that really impacted me um, was Frank McGowan's story. Yeah. Yeah. So I originally um, recorded Frank for Queer Business Success. Mm-hmm. And after I got done, I realized his story was so traumatic that it wasn't appropriate for QBS. And no. so we moved it over to coming on, coming out and beyond with Frank's permission. Mm-hmm. And, and it was just so, it was, we even actually had a trauma warning for yes. it because he had, um, he experienced a lot of violence in his youth. He's yes. from Edinburgh, Scotland, mm-hmm. and he's a TV producer now. And he produced, um, he experienced a lot of violence in his youth and talked about it openly with me on QBS. He did. And I, I think, again, um, a testimony to resilience and also the really important takeaway from uh, Frank's story, again, is just how important it is to support queer youth. And that even if you just have one supportive adult in a queer youth's life, as his mother was his mother was to his him mother. and i just loved the stories about his mother and how she would like sneak uh gay men and drag queens into like you know 
do their makeup and selling yeah. Avon and all that sort of thing. And and um, it all it takes is one supportive adult in a queer youth's life to change the trajectory of their life. Um, and I guess that is kind of a recurring theme um, right. within the podcast is we've seen so many guests talk about um, supporting queer youth and trans youth. So um, I just, I felt that Frank's story was especially poignant and I appreciate um, how transparent and open he was about the difficulties of his journey. And that must've been difficult to share. So mm -hmm. um, I would encourage you to listen, but um, definitely know that you're gonna hear some heavy stuff in that one. Absolutely. And you know, also Frank's story is about community. Yes. Because he has a very thriving community in Edinburgh, Scotland. And um, I think it's also testament to that about finding community and finding other people who are on similar journeys as you through this world. Mm -hmm. And so I really loved um, I really loved Frank's uh, episode as well. It's a hard listen, though. So we just really, you have to be in a good place to listen to it. Yes, <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, and if you've had any um, trauma in your life around being um, queer, it may be one that you may want to skip just because okay. it's it's a hard listen. So now we're going to switch over okay. to UBS, which okay. is called QBS through the rest, but it's queer business success. And so- in the middle of the year. Okay. So let me tell you the story behind business success. Okay. So a lot of people find me for my coaching business, my later in life coaching business through coming out and beyond. And so I have wanted to expand my business and the skills I teach to other entrepreneurs who want to create some um, something for the communities they love. So I started a company called Purposeful Empowerment, and I have a business partner who's Anna Empey. She's another les lesbian that I work with, and she is a web designer and a branding expert. And so Anna and I got together and we started Purposeful Empowerment. Um, and this is to empower other LGBTQIA plus entrepreneurs like myself to create support and services for the communities they love. It has been a heck of a year with that. It has she been has. a lot of, uh, it's a new business, lots of ups and downs, lots of learning, lots of learning curves. Mm -hmm. I do have clients in it and I'm super excited that we're growing and expanding if you want to hear about Anna, what Anna and I teach, you can go on to my YouTube and watch all the episodes that Anna and I talk about. Mm -hmm. um, but I started this podcast because I want to support other LGBTQ entrepreneurs and allies and their businesses and help them tell their business stories and also help them inspire other people. So, um, 100%, yeah. and that. Um, I want to just say Barb and I have, I'm going to swear here, uh, we worked our asses off this year. Yes. <laughs> I recorded 80 episodes and Barb edited a gazillion episodes until she couldn't do it anymore. And my wife, who's a, who's a videographer and photographer, took over the editing, at least for Barb, which we took some stuff off. Um, and so yeah. we had the opportunity to create something new. And as I said before, super proud, super proud yes. that we have 45 
five-star reviews on that podcast. And we really, really encourage you to go and listen to Queer Business Success if you haven't already. Absolutely. And if we're talking about favorite episodes, I just got to throw it in there. I mean, I know I'm maybe a little bit biased because we work together, but there's (laughs) uh, two parts episodes with Anna MP. Yeah. And um, I think Anna's story is really uh, a fantastic one. Um, Mm -hmm. Again, emerging from a conservative faith tradition and Mm -hmm. how that impacted her her mental health, her mindset, how she valued herself, and how she overcame um, messages that really, um, you know, were oppressive to who she was. And she also shares, especially in part two, a wealth of information about business building, Mm -hmm. um, and particularly how to build a business that um, is really authentic to who you are. I think like, both you and Ada add this dimension where it's not just about building a business like to offer service or to to make a profit like she really looks at like what is your heart telling you to do Mm -hmm. and um what is authentic to you what is meaningful to you Mm -hmm. and um there's almost i I mean i won't say it's like a spiritual component but it almost is (laughs) well actually there is because we're really we believe deeply like when we teach about business building we talk we don't start with what you're going to do we start with what your core values are because we really want to align you with what you believe in so for example one of my core values is community and so Mm -hmm. I everything I do is about building community and that will probably, when I retire in 10 years from now. <laughs> You'll still be building community somewhere. I'll be, building, I'll be, but it'll be a pickleball club. I was just going to say, it's going to be a pickleball community. <laughs> Actually, as we've been taping this episode, my my pickleball league is texting each other and saying, hey, do you want to play today? And my wife, I saw my wife text and it says, no, we, we're having a big Christmas cart party tomorrow night for our, our chosen family. So we're like uh-huh. in party planning prep. So we're not having anybody, Got it. Um, but, uh, you know, I, there was some, one of my favorite episodes, actually, and my wife too loved this episode when she, um, uh, edited it and Lizzie Kurtzer, the episode about our periods as mm. women and how much they affect us. It is what was one of the most interesting and powerful episodes. It's the most recent one. I don't think we number our episodes, but again, her name is Lizzie Lizzie Kurtzer and she talks about the period, uh, her yeah. our periods and how they affect us and yeah. also makes us about our menstrual cycles and she actually does this to corporations. And so I was like, "Oh my gosh, girl, you go." <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's that's so fantastic. I I love that episode. Um you know, and it, Another one, I'm going to throw in another one of my favorites, and I think it was actually a pretty popular one for you too, uh, for your listeners, was uh, that uh, Stephen Diamond and the Tiger King yeah, the uh, Tiger fame. King. <laughs> what a story. I mean, yes. tell us, talk. no wonder his life was like on a documentary because it's almost too unbelievable real or or you couldn't I guess you couldn't make this stuff up because his life was so different and so remarkable. Um, having been like an illusionist and working with Doc Antle and tigers and going on tour and kind of being a part of a cult and 
how he escaped from that, and then went on to have an amazing career and build an amazing business that was um, stemmed from uh, him overcoming his very severe OCD. Yeah, absolutely. His his I really liked his episode. Um, mm-hmm. When I saw he had been on the Tiger King, I'm like, oh, I have to talk to this guy. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, it was fascinating, fascinating mm-hmm. story. And also, again, like a story of perseverance, of resilience and overcoming something that's really, really difficult to overcome. And not only just overcoming it for himself, but helping so many other people who suffer from this condition. And really, that's kind of at the heart of purposeful empowerment too, right? Like mm-hmm. the people who are attracted to you, who who you end up working with, are really people who who want to make the world a better place with Absolutely. the services that they provide, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And another episode that I really liked was with Jack Ori. He oh, is yeah. a trans man, and he and I've actually gotten to speak with Jack several times. He is one of the oh. sweetest guys. I have ever met and he is neurotypical. I mean, no, no, that's the wrong word. Neurodivergent. He is neurodivergent and he helps other neurodivergent folks write their stories and to become visible on the internet. And I feel like, man, Jack, you are an amazing human being. Oh, So I really liked what he does. And he also coaches people how to write their memoirs and and gives them Mm -hmm. space because when you are not neurotypical, Uh, or neurodivergent, when you are neurodivergent, you know, the way your brain works and how you're supposed to do something doesn't fit the mold that we're told. Like how John Sovic writes Mm -hmm. his book, you know, where Mm -hmm. he would sit down and do three hours every day. Mm -hmm. Someone who is uh, neurodivergent probably can't do that. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you know, I love how he really coaches people how to use their their brain to write the things they need to write that suits their values and their needs. So Mm -hmm. I really love Jack's um, uh, take on that. And then I want to mention Laura Nichols as well. She was in my coaching program, Purposeful Empowerment. And um, in the episode, we called her a transition coach. She actually calls herself the queen of the pivot now. Okay, (laughs) I like that. When you are in uh, business as an entrepreneur, things change over time and Mm -hmm. you change your business. And as you can hear from what we're talking about today, I'm changing my, I've changed my business and added another opportunity to work with people. And so Laura, you know, really realized, you know, her expertise is helping people go through change. And so she has, if you follow her, she's also has, she also does notes from your coach. And so Laura has a couple of different irons in the fire as an entrepreneur, and she gives good, solid advice to people who are going through change. Mm-hmm. and pivots yeah so yeah. those were a couple of my favorite that was ones. so good and i'm just gonna throw one more at you okay i know that a lot of people who uh you've interviewed for the podcast and who end up you end up working with in purposeful empowerment are you know these are heart-centered are entrepreneurs who offer a service so it's like um you know therapy it's like licensed therapists coaches um things like that but um a really good example of somebody who offers a product and not a service mm-hmm. is Maria Alexandra Garcia. Oh, yes. And she's lovely. Love what a wonderful example of how to take a skill and talent that you have. And hers was in dressmaking. Mm-hmm. 
She did and dresses. Yeah, she did. She was in the bridal industry for like a long, long time, right? And um, to be able to marry that skill with her values to produce a product that is inclusive and beneficial for people. So for those of you, you're going to learn when you listen to the podcast, um, Maria Alexandra Garcia makes swimwear and athletic wear for um, that's non-binary and trans people and mm -hmm. um, is very, very inclusive. And again, you know, at a time when trans people need a lot of support <laughs> and access to things, even basic things that we don't even think about. Like I can go out and buy a bathing suit and I don't even think about it. Right. right? Right. But for a trans person, that that's, can be a really difficult experience. And so here she is making a product with her skills and creativity married to her values that help other people. So it's not really just, I mean, of course it is about, you know, people who have services that they can offer, but don't discount if you're a person who has a skill to make an actual product, you know, this could be a good fit as well. Mm -hmm. So we've had amazing guests on both podcasts these the, this year, and I would both Barb and I would love to hear like if you go back and listen to some of the episodes that we're talking about, or if you had one that really has stood out for you, we would love to hear about that because we'd love to let our um, guests know because they are people who want to make an impact in this world. And mm -hmm. so like, I'm going to go through and listen to this episode and, and write down everybody we mentioned, and we're going to send out a little uh, email to everybody and let them know how much they have made an impact on us. Yeah. So um, Barb and I want to talk about something that's coming up very special for our people who are just coming out later in life. We are having a five-day workshop January 8th through 12th, and it is called Things You Must Know About Coming Out Later in Life. Yeah. Uh, so Barb and I really love helping our later in life community. Um, Barb has been working with me as my as another coach in Lotus Group Coaching, which is my later in life coaching group for women who are trans, cis, and non-binary folks comfortable in those spaces. And so we are going to be offering a free five-day workshop on Facebook, January 8th through 12th. I am really looking forward to this, um, you know, to being able to, to, it's like an educational series, really. Right. right? It is like an educational series. Like we're, we're, we're spreading some knowledge that is really badly needed. And I remember when I came out um, in 2017 and I was 45 and I thought I was the only person in the world to experience this. I really felt alone and um, was astonished to learn later on that literally there are legions of us, like thousands of thousands, us, hundreds thousands of thousands, hundreds who come of out later yeah. in life, especially women. And, um, and that in fact, you are not alone. And so number one, just to, to establish that right off the bat, you don't have to go through this experience alone. And um, I learned a lot of lessons the hard way mm -hmm. coming mm -hmm. out by myself. Mm -hmm. um, I made a lot of mistakes. I made a lot of wrong assumptions mm -hmm. and um, took a lot of missteps. And if I can help any woman 
even one woman <laughs> avoid some of the things that I did, um, it, it's worth it. Absolutely. And so one of the things that we want to assure you, if you're somebody who is not out, this is going to be a completely safe space. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people don't know this, but Facebook has what's called uh, hidden groups, secret and hidden groups. In yeah. fact, I have one. And if you're interested in joining that as a later in life person, later in life women, um, you are welcome to join that. But we are going to, first of all, have you join the challenge. And then we will be hosting it on a Facebook Live, which will be in a secret group. So you're not going to be able to find it by, um, a, you know, putting the search term into the Facebook um, search term box. Um, the only way you're going to be able to find this group and to hear the information that we're going to be giving you is by signing up at comingoutsupport.net which mm -hmm. is where we will gather you all together. And then we're going to put you into the Facebook group and that's where we will have the live. Okay. And we should emphasize too, not only would you not be able to find it just with a search, the people on your friends list on Facebook will, will not, not be able to, they will not be able to see that you're participating in this. It is completely private and invisible to the rest of Facebook, unless you are actually a member of that group. Yes, absolutely. And so that's going to be where we're going to be hosting this event. And so we're going to be talking about what Barb and I have seen to be the most common questions that we get in Lotus Group Coaching. Mm -hmm. So the first question is, I don't think I'm straight <laughs> or I am not as straight as I thought I was. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times people begin their questioning journey with, hey, I may not be straight. And honestly, when Barb and I start working with people on Lotus Group Coaching, um, literally, this is where we can start. I think I possibly may not be straight. Mm -hmm. That is it. You do not have to have a label. You do not have to be anywhere on this journey except maybe questioning. Mm -hmm. And so we will give a lot of good information on the first day about thinking about that. Um, we'll talk a little bit about conditioning and also what is called internalized homophobia. And so we'll give you some really solid information to help you start thinking about this in other ways than yeah. through what we call the heteronormative paradigm. And so, hopefully you'll feel validated. At yes, you'll that feel lesson. validated about your experiences. Yes. The second day, we'll be talking about the catalyst. Now, a catalyst can be a human being that you all of a sudden have a relationship with and you realize that you are not straight. Yep. Or it can be a major life event. A lot of people realize stuff about their sexual orientation or their gender orientation after they have had a catalytic life event, like sure. a divorce, someone has died. A lot of people come out after mom or dad dies, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, so we're going to talk about a catalyst and Barb's going to talk about the other kind of catalyst. Well, sure, sure. <laughs> and we should mention too, like a, a major illness. A lot of people, we've seen this in our group. A lot of people will come out after um cancer yeah, yeah exactly in tumors stuff like that yes. all of that kind of stuff so but um quite often when we talk about catalysts in this community what we mean 
<laughs> a lot of the time is, you know, a person. And um, a lot of women, like all, so many women who come to us in the program, it's as a result of falling in love with a woman later in life and not expecting that to happen. And what does that mean for me? Mm -hmm. What and, does that mean about me? <laughs> right? We have women who have a catalyst relationship and it turns disastrous. And yeah. we have women who have a catalyst relationship and they're together. And, you know, how do I navigate being in a queer relationship with another woman when I've only lived in straight relationships? How does that affect my life? How does that affect my world? And mm -hmm. often too, that leads them to day three, <laughs> which is we're going to talk about divorce and children. Mm -hmm. That is probably, you know, most of the people come to Lotus Group Coaching with the first two things. And really most of a lot of our work is around divorcing and children mm -hmm. because there is a big narrative in the world about how divorce is bad. And yeah. so we want to help you reframe that, right, Barb? Absolutely. You know, um, a lot of uh, women come to us and they are so worried about destroying other people's lives by making this change. And what we do is help you reframe that so that, you know, are you are you really destroying things or are you just changing them? Yes, absolutely. And we also talk about kids and um, uh, Barb and I both have children. Um, a lot of people in our group has children anywhere from three to 33. And so we um, really talk about the impact of us coming out later in life on our kids. And we also talk about strategies. We talk about how to talk to them about all of this. And so we're really going to spend as, you know, these, these workshops could be five hours long. It will be in an hour or so less than an hour. So you'll just get a little taste of what we talk about. Um, but we will give you some solid advice about divorce and children. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then we're going to talk about something that is really true in our later in life community on day four. And that is about grief. Yeah. Um, Grief is the um, uh, intellectual, physical, emotional, and spiritual response to loss. And in our later in life community, there is a lot of loss. And a lot of times people don't recognize it as grief because they assume grief is about something that is dying or has died. But there is a lot of loss and change when people come out later in life. So we talk about grief, even though that's not anybody's favorite topic, to really inform you so that when mm -hmm. you're having all kinds of emotions that are absolutely uh, all over the place, we normalize this experience. For sure. And I don't think there's anybody better to tackle the subject of grief than you and especially associated <laughs> coming out with later in life. I mean, you're a freaking grief counselor. <laughs> <laughs> I am a grief counselor and I was a hospice chaplain for years. Yeah. So yeah. I, I know a lot about grief. And, yeah. and I'm just going to tell you if you're listening to this and you're a therapist and a co uh, or anybody in the helping professions, it took me six months into my own coming out before I realized I was grieving. Mm -hmm. It, I just, I just, I'd like one day I like had this aha moment when I was like, oh. Yeah, I'm grieving. I'm grieving. Yes. <laughs> I had a lot of loss and change that happened. Yeah. And if, so, if, yeah, ahead, if you Mark. if you are if you are in a place where you're experiencing heavy grief as 
a result of sort of awakening to your sexuality, I really, really want you to sign up for this course because yes, this is absolutely. not something that you should be navigating alone. No, absolutely not. And 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 because this um, community on Facebook will be secret and private and hidden, you will have other women in that group that, you know, you never know because a lot of times when you get a group of women together, a lot of times great things happen because they tend to be very supportive of each other. And so that group will be available for you for the week that we're that got doing this uh, educational piece or probably two weeks total where you'll have the opportunity to meet other women and see other women's responses to all the subjects we're talking about and then we're not going to leave you on down note we're going to talk about community and joy mm-hmm. the last day on friday there is a lot of joy in this coming out process and you're like wait a minute i'm not feeling any joy well we're here to tell you we have we have a lot of ideas about joy and approaching that mm-hmm. and also we have a lot of ideas about finding community and how you can find community when you're coming out later in life which is one of the number one things that you can that is excuse me that is the number one thing you should do if you're coming out later in life is to mm-hmm. find community mm-hmm. and if you're you're somebody who is experiencing grief again uh you're really going to want to hang in to day five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really encourage you to, to attend every day because um, you're going to learn something every day, but hang in till day five because mm-hmm. um, you might be feeling, if you are in the depths of grief and um, really struggling uh, as a result of these big changes and realizations in your life, and the grief can be so heavy, mm-hmm. I want to assure you that it doesn't stay that way. Right. It doesn't Absolutely. stay that way. There yeah. is joy on the other side of coming out. Mm -hmm. Um, There are so many good things waiting ahead for you. You may not be able to see what those are yet. And that's something we can help you see. Absolutely. So this will be held January 8th through 12th on Facebook. It's five things you must, what is it? Things you must know about coming out later in life. Mm -hmm. And as I said, it's January 8th through 12th. It is a Facebook live. It is absolutely free. It is at 12 p.m. Central time. Every episode will be taped. So if you can't be there at 12 p.m. Central time, um, that is okay. You can watch them at your own time. It's nice if you can attend because then you can ask your questions and stuff while we are live. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can sign up for this at comingoutsupport.net. Um, and also you can reach out to Barb or myself mm-hmm. at uh, support at amorydexanzel.com if you have any questions. So please sign up. And um, we're really excited about our upcoming year in 2024. Uh, We want to let you know that we're going to have coming out and beyond stories on Fridays, as usual. We are Mm -hmm. now going to go to weekly podcasts. I think I misspoke in the beginning and said that we were already doing weekly. We were doing every other week. Right. In, in, In season four. But season five, we're going to be doing two podcasts a week. On Mondays, we're going to be focusing on businesses. We're going to be focusing on queer businesses and what they have to offer to the community. And on Fridays, we're going to have community stories. And we will also always be featuring people who come out later in life and have their stories as well. So you mm-hmm. have now two op- two opportunities to hear coming out and beyond queer business success 
um, on Mondays and Fridays. And uh, we're so excited to have you listening. And we're so excited to put out some great content for you. Yeah, we're amalgamating these two great podcasts. And hey, for if, if you've been a follow, follower of uh, Career Business Success, you get the added bonus because we're going to be putting each of these episodes now that going forward onto YouTube and you haven't had that before. Right. So, so you're going to be able to watch our Monday and Friday episodes on YouTube, but you're also going to be able to access them the way you normally have, which is like through Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. And of course, you can always go to annemariezanzel.com uh, to the podcast section and watch them there. And while you're there, maybe you're going to poke around, read a few blog posts, find some and, information. Well, and I'm launching a new podcast, to, uh, excuse me, I'm launching a new website on uh, January 1st. It is purposefulempowerment.com. So you will have an, uh, all my business related, creating business, um, Q QBS, where business success, all that information will be found on my new website called purposefulempowerment.com because my other website got too weighty and we sort of had to separate the business from the coming out stuff. So now I have two websites. So talk <laughs> about an entrepreneur. So um, thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of our community. Thank you, Barb Rollinson, for all the amazing work you do. I would not be able to do what I do without you. You came into my life two years ago, and you have my, made my life so much better. And you have made hundreds of thousands other people's lives better because of all your production work, all your video editing, all your social media work. You are an amazing woman. And I'm oh, so glad you. that you came into my life. Um, we want to wish each and every one of you happy holidays. This will be, um, I think, the last episode of the season, correct? We're going to- I think, yep, it's the last episode last of the episode year. Of yeah. the season. So this will be coming out on, I think it's December 28th, right? 2024, uh, 2023 uh, on December Friday. December 29th? 9th? Okay, yeah. you're right. It is December 29th. And um, we want to wish you happy holidays. Um, and we also want to wish you a very, very happy new year. So thank you so much for being our listeners. We love you all and we'll see you next year. Happy new year. You've been listening to Coming Out and Beyond LGBTQIA plus stories with Anne-Marie Zanzel. New episodes of the Coming Out and Beyond podcast drop every other Friday. You can tune in at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and at annemariezanzel.com. Be sure to hit subscribe when tuning in so you never miss an episode. And for more resources, articles, videos, and a free downloadable guide for coming out later in life, visit annemariezanzel.com.